Live from St Columbus College in Essendon, Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Kiara Rayner and my co-hosts today are Amy, Marnie, Darcy and Allah. Our special guest today is Joe Mercedes. Hi Joe, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Nice having you. Nice to be here. <laughs> Joe, you're a former Australian rules football player who played for the Essendon Football Club in the AFL between the years 1992 and 2004. But let's start by winding it way back. How did you first get involved in football? Um, long story, I started playing footy at five years of age, which is very young. I at a club called Killer Park. Um, yeah, I don't know how I fell into it because my dad's Italian, come from Italy, was more of a soccer man, but mum was a, a fanatical AFL supporter, so she took us down. And first two years, uh, age five and six, I just played in the mud for two years and <laughs> didn't get a kick, my dad tells me, but that's where the journey began. So Keeler Park Football Club, and yeah, from then at 15, I went down to Essendon. Wow, yes, big journey. Very big. Can you share with us some of your most memorable moments or highlights from your AFL playing career? Oh, that's a good one, Ella. Uh, obviously, the two pre- I got to play in two premierships, which as an AFL footballer, that's all you aspire to do is to win flags. Um, I was lucky enough to win one in 1993, Ella, uh, when I was 18 years of age, which was an unbelievable experience. A, a young kid, first year of AFL football, and I got to win a flag. And then obviously in 2000, I uh, won another one with um, the Essendon Football Club, which was probably the most successful single season in AFL history. We only lost one game for the whole year and I think our average winning margin was maybe about 47, 48 points. So we had a pretty dominant year. Hey, Joe, my question for you is when you first won the AFL Premiership in 1993, how did it feel and was this different in comparison to the other clubs' premiership in the year 2000? Very good question. Uh, Well, 93 was... It wasn't lucky because you're not lucky when you win a flag, but uh, it just happened very, very quickly. Yeah. So I really didn't know how to handle it. Uh, we had a fairly decent-sized party, and my year after wasn't great because I was still sort of um, going back on, on the flag and, and sort of still celebrating. Uh, and then it took us another seven years to make another grand final and win another one. So the first one was, uh, as I said, unexpected, and the second one, you know, we took took us six, seven years to work, work towards it. Yeah. Um, so what was your feelings on the day that you debuted? Oh, it's, I was 17 years of age. Um, it was a long time ago. Um, it was just exciting. Um, I'd played some good football in the reserves uh, and she'd said if you kept playing good footy, you'll play us. And it was very unusual to play a kid at 17 back in those days. They used to want to give you a year or two in the twos to get you um, acclimatised to AFL football. I was just a buzz running out. Imagine you girls are only 17, aren't you? Yeah. Imagine in a year or two you're running out in the MCG in front of 80,000 people. So it was fairly daunting. Um, good thing I'm, I'm a pretty relaxed person, as Ella would probably attest to. Um, so I took it all in my stride uh, and just soaked it all up. But it was just a, an unbelievable experience to make your AFL debut. So how did you find Kevin Sheedy as your coach? Uh, funny question is everyone asked me who was your favourite senior coach, but he was my only senior coach because he coached at Essen for 27 years. Yeah. I played there for 14. Uh, he was unbelievable. Uh, his biggest uh, asset was he gave kids an opportunity uh, and he'd throw you in, uh, throw you in the deep end. He'd say, yeah, sink or swim. If you if you swam, good and proper, but if you <laughs> if you sank, he'd pull you aside and tell you where areas you need to improve on, how to get better, but he always had your back. He was, uh, he was an unbelievable coach. As people couldn't be aware because he coached 27 years and yeah. won lots of flags and, yeah, he's just a, he's, he's an unbelievable man. As a former Essendon player, what was it like to be such a – be part of such a big and successful club and how did the club's history and culture influence you as a player? You've got some good question, girls, haven't you? <laughs> um, well, the funny thing is I really can't – I've got nothing to compare to because I only played at the one club. Um, but speaking to other people, a lot of the clubs, I'm very, very jealous of the Essendon Football Club because of our history and our culture. 
Uh, not so much now, but we won't go into that. Um, and it, <laughs> Essendon had so much history, and the thing is that um, I was an Essendon supporter. Uh, I'll give you a quick story how I became an Essendon supporter. Dad came over from Italy when he was seven, um, and they moved into a house. It was Nicholson Street, which is the house behind Windy Hill. Yeah. One Saturday afternoon, him and his brother, Nando, Choco, uh, heard this great noise, and they said, what's this? So they went across, found this big oval, these blokes kicking a red leather piece, a piece of red leather around the ground and were hooked at age seven. So they just stuck under the fence because they couldn't afford to go, stuck under the fence. And and then since when I was from five years of age, they took me to the footy every week as well. So it was great to play for a club that I supported for so many years. Wow, that's great. Um, AFL players often mention the strong companionships within teams. Could you tell us some of the close relationships you formed with your teammates during your time in the AFL? Okay, there's um, yeah, there's a few. Probably the blokes, as I said, I went down to Essendon at 15 to play in the under-19s. Um, got there and sort of clicked with a few blokes similar age. Dustin Fletcher, who only played a couple of games for Essendon. Uh, Big Steve Alessio was my ruckman. Uh, and Mark McCurry were probably the three blokes that I was tightest to and still see very, very often nowadays. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Columba Live on Live FM, live from St. Columbus College in Essendon, Melbourne, Australia. My name is Kiara Rayner and my co-hosts today are Amy, Marnie, Darcy and Alla. Our special guest is Joe Mercedes. The game of AFL has evolved over the years. From your perspective, what are some of the most significant changes you've observed in the way the game is played, trained or strategized? Oh, well, it's a big difference, Ella. Um, we used to train, my first year we trained Tuesday, Thursday night and we just played Saturday afternoons. Um, it never changed for two or three years after that. Um, and then it just got very, very professional. I was a professional footballer at, I think, 23 years of age. Uh, we used to train all day. Uh, you know, go home, rest and do it all again. So it was, it was pretty hectic. Uh, it was great fun. Uh, changes today. So I don't really like football nowadays. There's too much <laughs> sideways kicking, too much back, backwards kicking, too much uh, – bit, it's probably a bit of netball and soccer combined. So <laughs> yeah. I want to go back to the crash and bash. We see some spectacular <laughs> marks. And I want to yeah. see people kicking 25, 30 goals each like yeah. was happening when I was playing. So very, very different. Hard to watch at the moment, but hopefully it gets better. So what's your perspective on the new AFL concussion policy? Oh, it's a good one. It's, it's a good one, Ella. Um, it, you see a lot of people, when I played, we get concussed. We come off the ground. The doctor would give us smelling salts just to try and clear our head and push us back out after about five minutes. So um, you can probably see at home, Ella, that sometimes the concussion might affect me. But anyway, um, <laughs> that's a great rule because it's, it's, it's been documented, it's been researched that uh, head knocks are very, very dangerous. And, and what they're doing at the moment – He's great. I'm not too sure if um, someone gets concussion in a prelim final and has to miss a grand final will be a very, very big talking mm. point. So that's going to happen someday, but we'll see what happens. How many concussions did you have in your time playing the AFL? Oh, I don't know. Oh, probably half a dozen. Um, my worst yeah. one was I was playing MCG. Uh, I was running through the centre square and went to get the ball as I looked up. Byron Pickett come across and got me pretty flush, broke my jaw in three spots. Wow. I was unconscious <laughs> on the middle of the MCG for about 35 seconds. Oh, so my God. That was a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I was wired up for probably eight weeks after that. could only eat soup through a straw, so it wasn't much fun. But, um, yeah, it was, it was part and parcel of playing footy. So things have dramatically changed the way the game has been played since your era. Um, do you think that if you were to play AFL today, do you think you'd have to change your playing style? Oh, I wouldn't survive in today's AFL. <laughs> um, they're all athletes. When I played, you probably don't even remember, when I played, I was uh, I was slow. I couldn't jump. Uh, my greatest skill was to get the ball, but I wasn't I wasn't an athlete. So nowadays, it's they're all athletes. 
Um, I reckon I'd still get a kick because my brain would probably be a bit quicker than all, all them. But um, it'd be hard. But probably the professionalism I wouldn't agree to because these guys can't do anything. It's just full-on training, twenty-four <laughs> seven. There's no going out, yeah. having a beer at the pub, which yeah. I don't do that often, do I, Ella? No, um, and it's, it's just very, it's just a very, very different environment. And everything's very sanitised. You've got to yeah. watch everything you do nowadays. And as with you girls as well, with phone cameras out there and people want to make a name for themselves, it's fairly hard for AFL players to get out in the public nowadays. Yeah. Are there any players that you particularly admired or in, inspired you to get into footy? Um, yeah, there was one. Well, when I was growing up, Timmy Watson was my hero, as all Western supporters probably were. Uh, I had a duffel coat. You girls have no idea what a duffel coat is, do you? <laughs> it's just a jacket. That's, oh, I'll show you one. I'll show you how you can show the girls. Uh, I had number 32 <laughs> on the back and you used to wear all the badges and the Essendon logos on the side, so I was pretty fanatical. And So Timmy Watson was my hero. Um, the year I went to Essendon, he retired that year before. I had a year off my first year. Then Kevin Sheedy coaxed him to come back and play in 93 and ended up playing with the Premiership with my childhood hero. So that's probably the biggest highlight of my career. And every time I see Timmy Watson now, he reminds me about it. So <laughs> but he's a great man. And, and, and if you've won a childhood hero, he's probably the yeah, he's probably the best one to have. Um, what kind of qualities did Timmy possess that made him like inspiring? I oh, was one. He was just an unbelievable player. He made his debut at 15 years of age. So just you girls all 15. Imagine yeah, yeah, playing. I thought I was good at 17 playing at MCG, but he, <laughs> sure he was 15. Yeah, good. making a debut at 15. Uh, just his leadership. Uh, he was humble, uh, and he always took his took time out of his day to teach kids because he knew what it was like to be a young kid in an AFL um, environment, just trying to make a name for himself. So he, he, he was an unbelievable idol to have. How have these qualities as well as the skills and mindset you developed during your football career influenced your approach to the outside world today? Uh, good question. Uh, I work in a business called OCC Labor Services um, and most of our people in there have played footy. Uh, footy gives you that team structure, uh, gives you that uh, you, you got to really have your teammates back or your, your work friends back, um, you help each other. Uh, in a team environment, in a workplace from AFL footy, it's, it's it's pretty, it's very similar, just without the football. So yeah, it's 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 set me up well for for later in life. What advice would you offer to young athletes considering a career in sport? Well, my number one thing is have fun. Yeah. Um, but just have a real crack at doing it. So everything you do, kids, you're going to do 100. percent Yeah, very true. Now yeah, that- I'm still going, Ella. In football, when anything you do, do a hundred percent, and you'll get, and you and you might not be good at, to do it, but as long as you give a hundred percent, you'll have no regrets in later life. So that's my have fun and just give it a hundred percent. Yeah. What would you have seen yourself doing if you didn't go down the football pathway? I don't know. <laughs> question. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I, I did a bit of building. My best mate's a builder. Did a bit of developing while I was playing uh, early on. Um, so I might have gone down that track with with Adam, my best mate. But oh, who knows? Uh, who knows where I'd be? Uh, I think footy, not saved my life, but really straightened up my direction in life. So we know you have the nickname Smoke and Joe. Yeah. So how did that come up? Uh, well, funny. Everyone thinks it's because I smoke, which I don't. I did every <laughs> now and then socially. But uh, I went on World Wild World of Sports one day. It was only uh, my eighth or ninth game. So I was only fairly young, fairly nervous walking in the studio. And Jared Healy, I don't know if he's still on TV now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he just looked at me and started smiling. He goes, I'm going to call you Smoking Joe. I said, why? He goes, well, I'm a big fan of the boxer Smoking Joe Frazier and there's been no Joes play AFL football. So it was just a fit. And I've been called Smoking ever since. Lots and lots of people <laughs> call me Smoking. So I suppose I've been called worse. So I'm pretty happy with Smoking. <laughs> yeah, well, that's stuck with you pretty much to this day. So now that your footy career is over, what's your passions now? Um, make sure my girls pass school. Uh, <laughs> make sure they behave. Yep. Um, and that's just, uh, I'm not too sure, just be, just trying to be a great dad to my two girls that are here with me now and, and my son. 
Uh, work-wise, it's just to the best I can at, at work and just trying to have fun. As I said, I'm in the back half of my life now, so just want to enjoy myself and, then yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, very true, very true. That's all we have time for for today. Thank you to our guest, Joe Mercedes. It's been great to have you today. Live from St Columbus College in Essendon, Melbourne, Australia, you've been listening to Columba Live on Live FM. My name is Kiara Rayner and my hosts today were Amy, Marnie, Darcy and Alla. Thank you for joining, joining us today, Joe. Well done. Well done, girls. Fantastic questions. You should get an A-plus for this, I think. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks, girls.